podcast for the first time welcome to now try this podcast where two best friends get together every week to try something new and sometimes we have two intros for our episode guys welcome to the podcast this is nick that's marcus two best friends trying each other trying things because we are sick and tired of not being able to share the things we love with the people we love so we made a podcast so we have to do it every week one of us finds something that we love, either recently or from our past, that holds some kind of significance, and make the other person watch it. And this week was Marcus's challenge to me. But but Marcus, I I don't. It's crazy because last episode was Matilda. That was my challenge. And yes. At the end of it, I seem to recall you challenging me to watch The Giver, the Mark Hamill sci-fi 91 movie but yeah there's a whole string of people that went out and watched that film uh-huh Geniuses. and now they're here and the title of the stream is the last of us what is what happened here's what happened you see <laughs> i am a connoisseur of cinema that is the i have okay. access to a plethora of bad vhs's and dvds that not everyone has, you know, not everyone has the lighthouse on VHS. Okay. Not That's everyone has specific. that stuff. Okay. That's very specific. And did you so, watch it on VHS when we did it? No. Oh Wait, my the God. lighthouse? What's the po- yeah. Oh, no, I didn't. I didn't watch it on VHS. I watched part of the VHS. I put it in and I was enjoying it. I feel like the aspect ratio thing, they did it weird. Did it, they, whoever encoded the, the VHS, it's not like it cuts off a lot of stuff. Not important. Know. Move on. Not important. Yes. Also, our basement is cold. But anyway, Nick, so so I forgot that, I, you know, sometimes I think we're equals and we're peers and, and, yeah. and everything, you know, yeah. and then and then you came and you just, you know, unfortunately, you presented the issue to me and you said, hey, Marcus, I can't watch this thing. I can't find it anywhere to watch. And I was like, oh, man, I really I really goofed. OK. I goofed. I hard. thought you were about to. I thought you were about to try to lay some blame in me, and there was a lot of culpability that went my way in your apology <laughs> statement that I'm not comfortable with. The narrative that you're that's coming out of your mouth. Yeah, but the narrative at the is end, coming out you of my took, mouth. Is... You're right. This was your goof. <laughs> no, it's, I mean hey, you look. gave me a challenge that I literally would have been impossible for me to do. <laughs> look, I didn't know that. Okay, I think we're in the digital age. We have AI everywhere. Like, Marcus, and yet, and Marcus, yet, somehow you have Marcus, no way of watching the Giver. <laughs> when I gave you American Mall, the worst thing I've ever given you, besides Twilight, that made you uh-huh. quit the podcast the first time. The worst thing I ever gave you. Yeah, I gave you a way to watch it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, Nick, I have this to say. You're right, because you got me the American Mall DVD. Or no, you didn't. Do you buy it? No, I think you told me where to buy it. No, you bought it. You bought it. I think I I think I, think I went on Amazon it. and sent it to you your house. It. I right? think you bought it. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But you have it still? Did do. you throw it away? Guyver one and two. Now yeah. the challenge has doubled. That's the penalty. <laughs> so now next time when I what give do you I gotta Giver, suffer? you've got to watch Guyver one and two, and I will buy you the Blu-ray remaster. No, 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 no. I will buy on, you the VHS. Wait, I will wait, buy wait, you the wait. DVD. Whatever you need to do, I'll get it for you. I'll provide it for you in your hands. 
That's not how penalties work. The penalty is supposed to be on your side. Not on yeah, mine. I have to also watch both of those movies. They suck. <laughs> it's your challenge. <laughs> Guys, any uh, T, T in the chat, I'm so sorry that you T, watched the Did you really watch The Guyver? No, he didn't watch he The Guyver. He's messing with you. He didn't watch it. Of course he did. There's, there's nowhere to watch it. It's not streaming. It's not posted. It's not anywhere. Can, honestly, can you even buy it? Yeah, Can I buy even it. buy it? On eBay. Are you sure? On, On eBay. eBay? That's where you buy stuff. Where That's, do you go? No, it's not. People buy things on eBay that are too late. You can buy the Blu-ray. Yeah. Oh, and the DVD. The VHS is $50. Blu-ray, VHS. Guyver 2 is available to rent. Guyver 2 is free on YouTube. Not to shout that out, but yeah, it's pretty free sure on YouTube. Illegal. Just I know. There must be. It's weird. Wait, do you saying you watched Guyver 2? Because that would have been really funny if you Take even them. watched the wrong one. Guyver. Before we get to The Last of Us, Guyver is one of the it's it's such a bad movie. It's one of the worst uh -huh. movies I've probably ever watched in my life. And okay. I watched it again in preparation for this episode. And I feel that I'm legitimately sorry for you. That's, I feel I, robbed a little bit because it was not a good experience. Like I was having fun time, but the whole time I was like, oh, man, like Nick's going to hate this part. Nick's going to hate this part. Nick's going to hate this part. But I got to say, I will give my quick things I like about Guyver before I go into it. One, on the poster. They put Mark Ham Hamill's face prominently all, all over it. Half Guyver, half Mark Hamill, leading viewers to think Mark Hamill would become the Guyver. He's not the Guyver. He's just a random de detective in the movie. Are you freaking I serious? Yes. Why I'm would you spoil that if I have to watch this? Stop spoiling shit. It's, you're not going to. I'm not going to give it to you. I, I feel like oh, if, okay. by the time it comes again, we'll forget about it. That's true. It was you, great. You, pu you pulled it out of the bottom of the barrel this time. I did. He's it was not great. even Guyver. He is. He's in it for more than five minutes. But Mark Hamill does he's look hot. He's not Guyver though. He's not Guyver though. But he does look hot. He has a little mustache, and he looks. I don't know. Something about it worked for me. I was like, he's, he's cute. Not Guyver. This cover of the Blu-ray is literally Mark Hamill's eye coming out of the mask. Yes. Yes. And he is not the Guyver. Wow. This is a which is hilarious. Oh, I would watch that. There's like several versions of the film, but it was made by like basically two uh, monster movie special effects people. Yeah. So it is the the tone. You have this critique of things and a lot of times I disagree with you where you're like, it doesn't know what it is. This movie does not know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is the grossest body horror cronenberg would be ashamed if he watched this movie it is on par with like the fly and all that stuff it has intense gross body horror stuff but then also thinks it's the power rangers so you have like hiya and you got weird corny jokes you got the very 90s rap hip-hop is cool so let's ham fist it in a movie Wait, they have this rap in this movie. There's rap in the movie. Randomly, one of the villains starts rapping like several times, and it's. I'm really disappointed now. Honestly, <laughs> it's hard to watch. That's crazy. <laughs> and then at one point, it has Jimmy Walker, the guy who goes dynamite, and that yeah. is the last line in the film. Dynamite. Yes. What he's one of the villains in the movie, and one of the other guys goes, "I've got a job for you." And he goes. Dynamite! And then the movie cuts to black, 
credits roll. It's not even his movie. It's not even a main character. In it. Why was that the ending? Marcus, did you make Darren watch this film with you? Yeah, I did. I'm sorry. Darren, I'm, I'm sorry so I'm sorry. like this. I'm sorry. I'm you like should this. let her pick your next challenge. I'm serious. She's going to pick Puss in Boots. Whatever. Whatever Maybe. she picks I, is what I think you should do because okay. that is awful. That you Fair enough. Watch this film. <laughs> Fair enough. Darren. And legitimately, I am sorry. I, I, I suppose I could have checked where i guess i guess i could have like looked but like i i had two hours set aside today to watch guyver mm-hmm. and i would i pulled up to watch it and it just was nowhere we you look know? we live in an age where you think everything was accessible but i think that quick soapbox moment yeah i think physical media is still very important there are yeah. there are so many games that go are lost to time there are so many movies and tv shows that are lost to time just because they're not super popular but it doesn't mean that it won't have an impact on your life i think that this podcast proves that like we will so many things american mall is hard to find you know you gotta buy the dvd yeah you have to buy the dvd to watch it there's there's something about physical media that is so important still but i will say i mean like it's not your fault like what were you gonna do like check to see if the movie was somewhere for our fans and for me to watch. Like, it's crazy. It's like we someone both would give made something the same like, mistake. <laughs> if someone like gave you some random movie like Made in Manhattan, it'd be crazy for them to like make sure it's on streaming before they issue. Yeah, the that challenge. would be crazy. That would be, that would crazy. be crazy. That would, that would be, crazy. be like, also, it's Made in Manhattan. <laughs> it's popular. It's a very popular movie. Okay, I'm sorry. It's not very so- popular, but it, it's the closest I got. The closest two things I got off the top of my head yeah. are Made in Manhattan and American Mall. Okay, next I time I give you an obscure thing, thing, I will make sure it was available. <laughs> Honestly, I would. I thought it was so obscure that it like looped back around and would have been on YouTube or been on Shutter or something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah I would have guessed. I would have guessed. Yeah. I would have guessed. Well, I I assumed I was gonna rent it, but I couldn't. So, guys, no Guyver this week. Instead, somebody had to binge three episodes of The Last of Us today. I'm not going to say who. But before we get to that, Marcus, there's a reason I haven't gotten to The Last of Us, and that's because I have just finished the first season of Spy X Family. You finished first season? You're late, man. You're late. We've already moved on to Buddy Daddies. Okay, that's the new Spy Family. What's Buddy Daddies? Is that a new anime? Yep. It's a new anime about a spy and an assassin who take in a child and have to raise them. Mark, Mark, hold on. Marcus, I just pulled this up. Marcus, Marcus is Marcus. Hold on. Is Mm -hmm. Buddy Daddy's just gay spy X family? It's not. Uh, I wish it was gay spy X family. Are it's, you kidding there's me? not even a romantic I wish entanglement. It was gay spy family. No, it's just two straight dudes raising a baby. It's like they, three men and a baby, but with spies. Yes, yes. they and couldn't two? even go there and do the gay family thing. That would have at least been like watch. I stopped watching it. The kid was too annoying. It looks bad. We were watching it in bed and Darren Lee goes, please turn this off. and it was getting to me too and i was like oh i gotta give it like five more minutes but her tolerance ended before mine but i was i was right there too yeah well i mean it's hard to compare to spike's family because that show gosh i I fell off for a second because i just got caught up with things but as soon as i got back into it i was watching episodes every day because it was just so delightful i have complaints yeah i have complaints but most of them are because i want more because i that's like most of my complaint. 
but how did it finish off for you? I loved it. I, I was on a weekly grind with it. So as it was coming yeah. out, like we it came out on Crunchyroll on like Saturdays at like two or something like that. Mm-hmm. So Darren and I were like, okay, if we're we're gonna plan like when we get home tonight, watch an episode before bed. And we, we were watching it every week and it oh. is it's been hard, honestly, now that it's over and we yeah. we don't have that like show in our life yeah honestly it's influenced our watching habits too because oh it was our our like fun show our light show so like you have a lot of dramas you have a lot of like intense shows and i feel like we like to mix in a light show and that was ours so then we were like ah we need to find something to replace it so we started watching taskmaster again getting back into that you could watch the bachelor that's our light show Mm -hmm. that show's not light that's bleak that is dark that's a dark (laughs) dark show no it's not it's 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 fun it's fun it's uh, not fun man it's hot people trying to make out with a hot guy that's all the show is Mm-hmm. This is one girl in all the previews. She just keeps like biting her lip like this. Oh no! And she's like intensely staring at the Bachelor. Like, it's really great. You should watch it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> the the show I've been the reality show that I have been watching through other people is how I like to watch my reality shows. I never want to sit down and watch a reality show. I want. You to tell me about The Bachelor. I want sure. this person to tell me about this show. This person to tell me about that show. And that's it. So I've been watching mm-hmm. YouTubers talk about MILF Manor. And that has been an absolute wild ride. Have you not heard about MILF Manor? Nope. Good. Because I'm going to talk about it. So you can put one of the MILFs in the thumbnail. Nick. <laughs> MILF Manor is one of the most insane shows. Oh, wait. Is one of their I sons a contestant? No, Nick. No, oh, not one. All of their sons, all of the MILFs are contestants and all of their sons are contestants on the show, Nick. It is a wild ride because you have one mother being like, I am going to bang your son tonight. And that is that will cause drama. That is a catalyst for drama in ways that Bachelor can never compare to. See, but this is actually trash. It's trash. Yeah, that's why I'm not watching this. So I'm having someone tell me about it. Oh my goodness! Yo, drop me a link of what YouTuber because I, I, I want to watch somebody. There's talk one about episode this. where they I can't watch. I can't watch it. I gotta tell you. I gotta tell you. you can't, I mean, you can okay. watch it. It's a lot. No, I can't watch this. I'm not watching this. There's an episode where the parents, the milfs, have to confess a secret, and the and the kids have to confess. The kids, I guess they're adults, have to confess a secret too. They write on the board, and you guess like which you one was kids. my mom's. Yeah. You know, so it's like, oh, did my mom have an orgy, or did she have sex at the restaurant? Which is traumatizing. That's legit traumatizing. <laughs> but what if the contestant? One of the contestants. Ah, my mom had the orgy. I know. And one of the awful. contestants, their mom was like, their mom's secret was, I banged my son's best friend, and it was That's like straight out of a porn. You could see the kid's face; like it was sad. It was just sad. You see yeah. his face like sunken. It's like, mom, why'd you have to say that? Why'd you post? Why'd you put that up there? Like she could have lied about any secret. Like no one knows her secrets. Like she could have lied, but instead yeah. she wrote that. And it's like, oh, it's a heartbreaking wow. show. Those moms don't sound great. No, they don't. They don't no, sound they like don't. great moms. No, well, anyway, the takeaway for Spike's family was just, I wanted some more, but I don't know. I need someone else to know something. I need <laughs> someone in season two, someone, anyone to learn something. 
the dad to find out about the mom, the mom to find out about the daughter, the daughter to find out about, I need somebody to find out about somebody. Yeah. I can't go 30 more episodes without anybody knowing anything. Yeah. I will say that. I saw somewhere recently that the creator of Spike's family doesn't like Spike's family because he was creating like dark content and it wasn't doing well. And they were like, try something, like take a break and try something light and fluffy. And so then he made Spy Family, and now that's his most successful series by far. So he has to keep making it, but he's like, Ugh. "Oh, Marius, that's the same it. story of the person that made Love Is War." Yeah, that, I think that's how it is with media, wow. right? Like you, you do a, a one-off something separate that's not your main thing, and then that ends up taking off more than your main bag, and you have to follow that instead. A hundred percent. Oh my god! Does that mean I'm going to be doing improv for the rest of my life? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm Probably. Sorry it's looking that this. way. Yeah. Some people are just fluff gifted. Yeah. It, it's also like when you care about it less, when the stakes are less. Sometimes you can just put something better out, con- better content out there. Last question, and then we'll get to Last of Us. They announced that there's a season two of Spike's Family and a movie. Marcus, what are the chances do you think that our Christmas movie idea is what they do for the movie it's i think it's high i think it's high high. i also think that we might get a live action spy family movie also in like a couple years that's Uh, that's japanese one we're definitely gonna get a japanese one i don't know if they always make an american one i listen it the fact that netflix has unbought it is wild yeah well disney i don't know if you heard about this but disney has been buying anime like nonstop. like they are they're i just know they bought bleach they're currently they bought Bleach a while ago. They're bidding on all anime. So like they're bidding on One Piece. They're in a bidding war right oh. now with Sony for a lot of anime properties. So I think what they're going to try to do is move everything to Hulu anime and then eventually create their own anime streaming service. That's kind of like, you know, just so they have another one. To compete I, that with makes sense. It, it, they, if they own Hulu, ESPN, Discovery, not Discovery. Is it Discovery? Or the History Channel. That's what they own, right? Mm, and Disney, that's that's but, honestly in Fox. That's smart. But they've been buying anime for a while now. Like they've they've there's a lot of anime on Hulu. If it's all in one place, I don't mind. I I bet if Netflix wasn't like hemorrhaging money, they would have tried to make that move. Yeah, but they are like out of money. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think the One Piece show is going to be interesting? No, but it'll be fun. Maybe you think? I don't know. I think that anime is hard to adapt. I think the anime vibe is hard to adapt. Back to Guyver, that was an anime adaptation that was done, and I feel like they haven't improved much since then. We have Alita Battle Angel and Speed Racer. Cowboy Bebop just happened. Are there only two good ones? Oh, I liked Alita. I wish I got a sequel. Alita was good. We did it on the podcast. Yeah, Yeah. one of the only good anime movies. Well, Marcus, I, I don't know if you can tell, but I have all this other stuff to talk about because I am dreading getting to Last of Us. But I think it's time for us to talk, start talking about The Last of Us, the TV series. Marcus, yeah. why did you give me The Last of Us? Nick, as a I gave you The Last of Us because for a while, The Last of Us was one of my favorite video games, period. And I wanted to give it to you as a challenge at some point, but we never got around to it. I don't think Last of Us was ever a challenge, right? No, but I played it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we never got around to it. I wanted to talk to you about it in in depth. Last of Us 2 also, you know. I bought it. I still haven't started it. Yes. So there was was room to do something there for sure. But 
I love the game. It was one of my favorite games for a long time. And then I, you know, I kind of grew up and I think that at the time it was probably the most cinematic game ever made. And I don't Pretty mean close, yeah. scene wise because you got Metal Gear Solid, you got you got other stuff in there that that, that, that had a lot of scenes. Yeah. But it was cinematic in the way that it told its stories. The way that it treated the camera as though you're watching a film, the way that it it kind of did something that is was kind of unique at the time where it told a lot of stories, not in cutscenes. So a lot of the conversations you were having with Ellie and you're watching with Ellie and Joel were like, yes, there were a lot of cutscenes, but there's also a lot of times you had the controller in your hand, you're walking and they were just having conversations, engaging with one another, interacting with the environment around them, discussing different topics. like, And that was really interesting to me. And it felt like for, I mean, Uncharted was very similar, but that's also by the same company. Naughty Dog, yeah. And so for me, I was like, oh my God, like this, this is the future of gaming like this is this is what a lot of games are going to be they're going to be a lot more cinematic in the future and i think that the last of us really paved the way for that and so when the tv show came out i was like oh wow this is the exact perfect medium for this i am very excited for a bunch of people to enjoy the last of us as well who don't play video games and i think for me personally i think adaptations are a great place to get to tell the, uh, the story of the moments in between, right? Like there, there are a lot of things that it can add. It can give more background to certain characters. You can tell different stories. You can tell additional stories from different perspectives. Like there's a lot you can do when you adapt something. And so I watched the show. I enjoyed it. And I wanted to share that with you. Can I be honest with something? Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not calling bull. I'm not. Uh-huh. I just would have guessed that you would have fallen on the other side of this conversation more so than the one you're falling on. It's just, it's so it's just other side. You, you're usually not this optimistic about the things you love. And I, you know what I'm, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, I I, I thought you would be like, why are they going to make a show? Play the game. No, there's like, there's two, there's very, there's two camps. I'm not like that. I I guess. I get what you're saying, but I am, you know I, mean? I have never been like that. I feel like for even with sure. The Walking Dead, I love The Walking Dead. And when the show came out, I was like, oh, cool. More people will get to experience The Walking Dead. That's true. And then the show was bad uh, or it wasn't my thing. It's one of the biggest shows of all time. I mean, that's true. Yeah, I guess. So. But it wasn't my thing. It doesn't need you on its side. <laughs> it wasn't my thing. And I feel like that led to me kind of like not. That's not what I mean. You've always said it. that. You've always said yeah. you've enjoyed more people getting to the medium. But I just you I am surprised at your optimism that you would like it. That's yes. what I mean. So for me, what happened was I watched the first two episodes. Yeah. And the first two episodes are very similar to the game. Totally. And for that reason, I almost didn't give it to you. But we had this kerfuffle with the Giver. <laughs> And yeah. I needed to give you something. And I was like, well, mm-hmm. I enjoy this. And I think Nick will enjoy this. And then the third episode came out. And the third episode, I feel like everyone has been raving about. And for me, the third episode before I watched it was it sounded like what I was looking for. I was looking for fill the in TV the blanks. show fill to the... add more to yeah. fill in the blanks. And so for the third episode of The Last of Us, I was like, OK, I'm hearing good things. 
So I feel more comfortable giving this to Nick, even though I yeah, hadn't I, watched the third episode before today. I think that's exactly the reason you take that chance. I think that's exactly right. I just, you know what I mean? Though? I was just surprised because yeah. I think um, I have heard you. I know Walking Dead is your favorite thing. This is similar to Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. I I remember when it came out, you're like, I'm glad people, are, you know, <laughs> I'm super happy about it. Maybe more people read comics. <laughs> I'm not watching it. You know, yeah, and that's, yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and not to knock anything about the show, uh, just to talk about my history with it. I play the game. I actually just pulled out the game maybe six months ago and started it up again and played the first hour or two with Lexi. And my intention was for us to like play every night to like get through it because I bought the second one so I could play the second one. Yeah, it was too intense for her at night. Mm. Like she couldn't. It was one thing. It's one thing for me to ask her to watch Walking Dead, which we're slowly doing. It's another thing to ask her to control the characters right before she goes to bed. Yeah, she like has nightmares. She like literally can't handle it. She didn't grow up on horror like we did, you know, or especially like you, but even me a little bit. Mm -hmm. So that didn't happen. But as the, the I was excited about the casting, but like. It's like what you said. Uh, it's what you alluded to a little bit. Nothing about it demanded to be watched immediately for me. Yeah. Because it looked like the game. <laughs> yeah. And and it's been a while since I played through the game. So, like, it'll be nice to revisit. I don't remember most details, like, if any, really, you know? Yeah. I mean, I recognize the first two episodes very point blankly because I just did those first two episodes <laughs> of the game. But after that, I, I don't remember. But... From the promos, it has the same pastiche. It has the same color grade of like look. It has the same soundtrack. Mm-hmm. It, everything looks. So I was like, oh, and I fell on the side that you usually fall on. Was like, I'm really glad people. And I even listened to a podcast, uh, the slash or the film cast, and they were talking about the first two episodes. They were like, look, it's very competently made. I don't know why I have to watch it yet. Yeah. So. It was on my back burner. I was going to watch it eventually, but then some guy over here didn't check to see if his challenge was available. So somebody had to go from slowly and and then I'm going to get off my high horse, slowly enjoying the show through his leisure, having to watch all three today, mostly on the train. Uh And I am so lucky that most of episode three I was home for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I felt I was so dreading it because I thought my experience of it would be completely tainted by the fact that I had to rush through it, the fact that I had to watch it in between my lessons. And I also have to like pull out my chest stuff, plan my lesson a little bit, pull out, yeah, watch yeah. the show, plan my lesson, pull out because I usually use my train time to prep my lessons, mm-hmm. you know, because it, it doesn't take a lot to prep my lessons, but I need like 10, 15 minutes to like know what I'm going to do in the lesson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or read through the story again. So it was a stressful day. But by the time we're here now, I have no regrets. Good. I am so glad I watched it. Good. And I and I think we should just get right into it because you're right. The first two episodes are very much there are small changes. I think most of them just make sense for TV. They just streamline the story. It is a but it is very much the sh- the the game. Yeah. Yeah. But Marcus, don't you agree that if this show was any worse made like even a little bit worse made than it is then it wouldn't work it wouldn't be engaging because you know everything but for me i thought the show was so competently made like it is it is visually very good it is crisp storytelling the editing's great the camera movement is like and i know they have a blueprint for it but we've seen blueprinted movies and they haven't worked Right. Like that. I, I'm sure some people are like, well, of course, they just did what's in the game. Yes. But most people can't pull that off. Yeah. For whatever reason, they yeah. can't. 
But this, I really liked the first two episodes. I no. really, really dig them because I, I thought they were just so well done. Yeah, I think the first two episodes are great TV. I think that the pacing, they adapted really well. I think yeah. that they figured it out. They Neil Druckmann, after one of the episodes, uh, the third one. He is that one of the directors? Neil Druckmann is the creator of The Last of Us and also oh. one of the like writers on the show also. Oh, no, I think he's, a, he's credited as a director on the oh no that's on the game i see yes I see. yes 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 created by yes yes yes, yes. you're right yeah yeah written he written yeah he helped write yes okay, okay. yes so neil druckman he said look because he's he's i think that's a, another thing that's helping this right this the game is very cinematic it's very story focused which makes it easy to adapt yeah. they also have the creator of the game coming in to expand on the world that they created uh, in the video game he knows it he knows it well and knows what worked the first time and what's not going to work the second time around. It's like you get a second chance at your story. That's kind of cool. And so because of that, I think that he knows what he's doing. And he said that if it worked in the game and it would work on the same level in the show, he's going to keep it the same way it was in the game. And if totally. they can improve something, they're going to try their best to improve it. I love that. Yeah, I think that's exactly what fans want, right? That's there should the be no way to changes for the sake of change. Yeah, and and we see that a lot sometimes, yeah. right? I mean, Velma, like we don't have to get into it, but that's getting lambasted by everyone. Yeah, because it does feel like it's changed for the sake yeah. of change. Right? The problem with that, though, and it's not a big problem. It's not a big problem. Is that there are moments when he's like, I slam dunked it the first time. Let's do it exactly the same again. <laughs> <laughs> like like the sure. whole scene with pedro pascal and they're dry the, the night of the infection when we see it happen pedro pascal grabs his daughter it, it's shot for shot recreated from the game and then the same thing all the way that whole segment is like pretty much shot for shot the game but before it, it wasn't but before it wasn't sure 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 but that right. moment I, the whole time i was thinking in my head he was like man he's doing it again he's like i fucking did it great like why would i change any a single line why would i change anything when i fucking knocked it out of the park the first time i hope your opinion doesn't sour it for me because i was sitting there watching the sequence happen beat for beat on the edge of my seat Marcus. <laughs> i was on the edge of my seat i was like no happen differently no please please do it, please do it. no 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 and like i got it listen troy baker and ashley johnson very famously are the bee's knees in the video game they are mm -hmm. top tier royalty for video game voiceover acting they got yeah. tons of awards no, that is yeah. like the pinnacle of doing it so like having to come in after them super hard they can't do the parts because ashley johnson's too old troy baker's too young it it wouldn't make any sense but they like set the bar what I'm, I'm pedro pascal is pedro pascal i feel like if uh, troy baker's troy baker like troy baker's a great voice actor he does a great job he did a great job but pedro pascal is pedro pascal don't, you're not don't letting say, me get there oh don't you're, say oh you know. no like he's had such a high fucking he, he, he couldn't stand in the shadow of troy baker nah it's pedro pascal <laughs> marcus you completely like took away the point i was making because <laughs> that was that was my point okay well uh -huh. pedro pascal was really good <laughs> no he was really good i get your point was really good but the way you said it was as if like 
They had these great shoes to fill. He in in the voiceover community, in the video game community, he does. Yeah. You disagree? No, I mean people like anytime I've ever heard anyone talk about them and that game. Yes, they are the reason. They are the pinnacles. Everyone Mm -hmm. talks about wanting to do that again. Whatever. That's all I've seen from my perspective. So I'm sure. Oh yeah, no, finish. finish. So before, so before the show came out, before the show came out, that's what I was reading and hearing. Like, how are you going to do it? Mm -hmm. And then this moment happens, which is like verbatim from the video games. Except I don't know it's verbatim for the video games because. I thought Pedro Pascal did better. I mm. thought when he was holding his daughter and he was saying like, I, the, just the word, the way he was saying his words, I just was like, I was crying. I knew it was happening. I know it was coming. I've seen this before just a couple months ago, even. And yet Pedro Pascal made me cry again. Yeah. When I watched it with Lexi, when we played the game, I was like, yeah, that sucks. Yeah. She's about, to-. she's like, no, she's not about to. I was like, man, she's dying. <laughs> that was my attitude. I watched the show. I'm tearing up. Yeah, no, Go I ahead. get that. What I get that. that. I get that. I feel like what I just I was realized my say... head, my earbuds were in, and I thought <laughs> everything was quiet. Headphones? Yeah, everything was really quiet. I love that. I love that. Um. Oh man, I forgot what I was gonna say about voice acting. Oh, know. oh, Something okay. The pedestals in in Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. David Hayter had voiced Solid Snake for a million years. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Hideo Kojima, he like really loves movies. So he just replaced David Hayter. It was this big controversy because he cast the guy from 24 because he was like, I want to work with like a real actor. Heather Sutherland. Yeah. 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 He was like, I want to work with a real actor, basically. So he's a really good actor. Kicked out David Hayter, who, by the way, is the lead in Guyver 2. And he replaced him with Kiefer Sutherland. (laughs) They should do that with the rest of us. Garrett is Troy Baker. Pedro Pascal is Joel. And well, th- it's going to be. Not, it's beautiful. It'll be that, is what they ha- that is what happened. Mm-hmm. They could have put Joel. They could have put Troy Baker in makeup mm-hmm. if they really, really, really wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't. Troy, I will say, though, just to give kudos, I do love them both. Troy Baker is one of the only voice actors that can do Joel. And he does Batman. And he does the Joker. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, not yeah. a lot of people can do that. He is yeah, one of the best. But. Pedro Pascal, I just thought, and and it's hard because once again, he's doing a part where it's like, it would be so easy to do the bare minimum, to not do a lot, like the Mandalorian, right? Like there's so many moments, he's not doing anything, Yeah. right? Joel yeah. is a man of few words, and yet every time he's on, I am captivated by the job he's doing. I believe everything he does. It's yeah. crazy. It's funny because this is the Mandalorian again. Right. Like, I feel like this story, you know, we yes keep no. seeing it in media. There's like a, an old man and a young child and they yeah, go but... on an adventure. And it, yes, it's yes and no. It's not the same. But watching sure. Mandalorian and seeing Pedro Pascal do something similar to Joel and Ellie with Baby Yoda, I was like, he's got it. The second that it was announced, I was like, he's got it. He's got it in the bag. He's going to be off. Oh, perfect joel he's in a crush and he was but but to me it's funny because i don't see any comparisons i understand the comparisons like i'm not disagreeing with what you're saying it makes sense you also didn't watch season two of the mandalorian that's that's which is where all of this happens okay well i mean i'm just saying that's that's i'm I'm just saying i'm just saying in mandalorian to me it's more of him finding out emotions exist (laughs) and this one uh, him finding out his emotions are dead (laughs) 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Well, no, but I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. So, so I feel like what adaptations are hard, right? Yeah. So yeah. in the first two episodes, before we get to the third, because the third is a departure. We're gonna walk. We're gonna talk we'll about talk about the third on its own. The first two episodes. What I feel like is working for you in terms of an adaptation, and what isn't working for you in terms of an adaptation. Because I feel question. like for me, it was too. After the second episode, I was like, "Cool, I want to keep watching this," but I didn't care. Like if Darren was like, "Actually, I don't like this, and I don't want to watch anymore," I probably would have just stopped watching. I liked it better than you, I think. Then. Because uh, let me let me give you an example of both. Uh, something that I really loved uh, adaptation wise, something I really hated, uh, really loved. Again, a scene that was taken out almost verbatim was walking through the museum. Again, I just played through that. So I mm-hmm. remember it. It's the same. <laughs> it's the same. However, because it's so well made, there is legitimately tension. The monster, the action, it all like it. The way the clicker, the way Pedro Pascal looks at Ellie and like says, not quiet, silent. And like they go through all that. I loved it. I was mm-hmm. like captivated by it again. I will say two things I didn't like. One, I, I don't, I, I don't love. Number one, because the game does this revolutionary thing where they're walking and talking a lot the show does it yeah and there are moments where i'm like i know this is more real to life but i kind of want you to be more of a tv show and a movie and can you just sit down and have this important conversation because <laughs> so like you're like like going like but there is something cool about it right there's something cool yeah. where as they're hiking and picking stuff up and talking about this and that there's also all these nuggets of important things it's actually really cool and yeah. interesting and on it honestly you don't see it yeah like off the top of my head i can't recall another show that really does that i'm sure there are tons i'm sure people will tell me but most shows have a long shot of them walking and then they get somewhere where they gotta stop for water or they gotta mm-hmm. do this or they, and where they, they sit down and have the conversation right yeah. this one is a lot of moving which makes this super dynamic but the only thing and I, this might be my fault the only thing i can think of in those moments are Oh, this is when I would be walking in the video. (laughs) (laughs) It also works really well, though, because they are trying to survive. Like, are you really stopping to sit down and have a meal and have a hot conversation? No. How often is that happening? No. I mean, I just I'm I'm in the third or fourth season of Walking Dead with Lexi and they're never walking and talking. Yeah. But they totally would be. They've got Mm -hmm. shit to do. Yeah. They always stop. And and honestly, that that should pull me out of it because I'm like, there's things to do. Get up and do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. But but the one thing that I really didn't I didn't like, I know why it was there. I understand what they're doing was the Indonesia scene at the beginning of episode two. Mm-hmm. Now, I think I didn't like it for very real world things. The scene was honestly great. Like it was acted really good. Yeah. Christine ha- Hakim was the doctor and she did so good that last speech to the general was so good i really loved it mm-hmm. i thought it was awesome but this show has come out in a very peculiar time in history right where it is not unlike what started to happen here obviously it's a different disease mm-hmm. but there are things happening that you can't help but parallel against it right yeah and i think i just couldn't help but think about how the there could be someone who would watch this and think that here's another 
pandemic starting in an Asian country, you know? I, I that, don't think for that, that yeah, yeah, 100%. I don't think anybody meant to do it. That's not what they're I saying at all. I just know that there are people who feel that way. Yeah. And there has been crimes and atrocities done to people because of that. And I just don't know if I wanted to watch this scene right now mm-hmm. because of how early and prevalent it is in my mind. And I couldn't help but think about the people who would watch that and think, yep. You know what I mean? And that's nobody's yeah. fault who made it. They didn't. I, again, the scene was good and it makes sense to have it. And I thought it was handled really well. And it was a nice look at the start of all this. It was cool. Yeah. I, and, and I know it's a personal thing for me. I just I didn't enjoy watching that right now because of that. I see that. I see yeah. that. I can yeah. see they that. They handled but it, I think, as good as, I think, as good as they could. Yeah. In my head, I saw it as like, oh, this is like like one of the best people at this who studies this kind of thing let's bring her in to study and i wouldn't be sure. surprised if more episodes down the line we see other countries and their early reactions to i, I hope thing. not i'm I interested not. to see i hope not i think uh, robert kirkman put put nailed it on the head when he made walking dead and he said no one gives a shit how they started they we care about what we do now and like very famously walking dead <laughs> yeah, does not deal I with agree. any of it and then one of the worst episodes in season one of the walking dead is when they go to the cdc yeah oh my god yeah yep. that was crazy yep. Yep. i forgot they did that they did this they did it way worse than what yes, last yes, just yes, did yes. but it is the same thing yeah. it is classic tv movie writers thinking you have to explain it and no one and cares I th- exactly no one cares yeah i think if we see the doctor again if she is a firefly or somebody important if she if at the end of the show she's one of the doctors in the lab that we know what happens at the end honestly brilliant yeah would yeah. love that but as of now i don't care about that stuff that's all yeah yeah and i, mean, I, I, was, and I was worried and i was right. super worried when i saw it yeah because all i could think of was the cdc and the walking dead yeah because that was one of the worst episodes of that show yeah because i mean look at the end of the game right you're trying to find a cure the whole thing is no the the whole thing you're trying to find a cure i don't want to spoil the game oh sure the whole thing you're trying to find a cure so if they brought her back and she was one of the people working on the cure or something like that i would love that it would also lend some more believability to the fact that there is a cure because there's a lot of discourse right now online about the person who was in charge of creating the cure at the end of yeah. the first game and whether or not they were a competent doctor. So this sure. would at least maybe lend some background to that person. Be like, actually, they are competent. They did know what they're doing. So they maybe could have possibly come up with the cure. I don't even know what you're talking about. Does that have to do with the second game? I'm trying to be vague because it has to do with the second game. Oh, okay. Yeah, and the first game. At the end of the first game. Yeah, I don't remember the fucking end okay. of the game. Yeah, yeah. That's so well, long ago. I'm just saying. I don't want to spoil yeah. anything. But sure, sure, sure. I, I wouldn't be surprised if she comes back. Yeah, but but again, it was very. I I would then then I will have enjoyed it more because mm-hmm. I thought she did a great job. Yeah, I just didn't want to see the the cause of it. Fair. I thought when Joel in the second episode said what happened, where it's like they think he got in the food supply and this and that. Yeah, that was great. That that was great. That's and enough. again, oh, Pedro Pascal is so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> just giving us information. Yeah, it's so funny because I feel like it would with especially with zombie stuff and plague. And all that stuff. It doesn't, we don't know. It doesn't matter. We understand how it works. We understand. We've yeah. seen zombies before. You bite somebody, you get it. But this time it's fungus. Understand. And they, they actually changed something about the fungus so because in yeah. the game, it was spores that were airborne. But in reality, that would have killed everybody in like a week. 
and we would everyone would have been dead and there would be no more people well no uh, that's, that's what i was gonna ask you i don't know if it was a meme or people were just saying it but i heard through the grapevine that the reason they don't because in the game there's a puff of smoke or no a puff of spores that are just in a little area uh-huh. and you have to be there but once yeah. you're out of that area you're fine but none of that's in the show and I don't know if it was a meme or if it was a real thing where it's because Pedro Pascal didn't want to wear a mask anymore. That's a meme. The okay. the that's a meme. The the create I, I what I'm telling you is from the creators of the show. They said that they that's changed they it said? because oh. they talked to scientists and the scientists said that if the spores were airborne in the way that it was in the show, it wouldn't be like confined to one basement area that you have to walk in slowly with a mask. It would spread and everyone would have been dead. I get that, but I do think that it honestly, it feels like a missed opportunity because some of those spore sections of the game uh-huh. are like very riveting and like the tense and like cool looking visually. Yeah, so I do miss that a little bit. But but, but also, I, miss it so much. I feel like for me, what I miss, uh, what I'm going to miss and what I hope is in the show is boss monsters. So I feel like The Last of Us has oh. the occasional like zombie that is. Of uh, the, the boss zombie that is like mutated or fused yeah. guys, that, you know something super gross and 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 weird and strong. That's what I want to see. Yeah, you might get it though, because they did allude to something. Remember when Ellie was asking about different kinds of zombies? Oh, and they yes. were like, no, yes, yes. those don't exist. That kind of makes yeah. me think that there we might get one or two. Yeah, that's true. Which is yeah. cool. I feel like it'll be really cool. I also respect having watched the Giver and having watched this. (laughs) I feel like I respect the fact that they don't wink and nod to the video game thing a million times. I feel like that's whenever they're adapting anime, whenever they're adapting games or anything, there's like constant wink and nods. Be like, we know this is based on a game. Let's just ham fist something in or like, oh, it's supposed to be campy. And it's like, okay, or you can just make it good or you can just write a compelling narrative that matches the tone of the original thing. And just because it's a video game doesn't mean it's for kids and you have to add wacky characters to it. Yeah, I I totally agree. I didn't I didn't feel almost any wink and nods. Just to ask you, Marcus, in the game, the game is really cool because since you are allowed to kind of walk around at the beginning, you kind of explore as little or as much as you want to like take in this world. There are things going on. Mm-hmm. People are getting beaten up. That's not what happens in the show. The show shows it to us. Yeah, you like all the things in the first episode after like Joel going here, Joel going there. You seeing stuff. Think- I think what makes this an easy adaptation, easier adaptation than other things is that in the game, you are railroaded hard. Like there is no exploration that you can really do. Like you can look around a room, a small area, but you're not walking and exploring in the way that you like are in other video games. You can skip the little things, you know? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the fact that they... I don't know. The fact that they were able to capture, I, I don't know. What was your question again? I forgot entirely. <laughs> I'm going to let you figure it out. No, come on. No, I was just saying, I was just saying, we don't get that because this is a TV show. Did you like the way they tried to show the world at the beginning with Joel? Yes. Uh, him running, him going here, meeting this person. Yes. The I, I like the way that they showed the world, but stuff. also it's not that hard to show the world because we weren't shown the world really in the games either. That's true. But I thought they handled it really well. Like I thought, um, Joel making that exchange with that guard, that wasn't part of the games, was it? No, I mean, they changed like little things here and there, but that's not that big of a change. He was already, he had a deal in place. We we got to see it. Well, I mean, the whole beginning of the game is you doing a deal with somebody. 
It's just in this one, the fireflies already killed them, so they kind of skipped that part. No, 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 not that. I'm talking about the guard. I'm talking about when he's talked to specifically, the army guys. You do not see him selling drugs to a guard. No, I, and I really like that. Okay, <laughs> because I that was what I was trying to get to. to. I really liked it because I thought uh, Pedro Pascal when he's talking to the guard, you get Joel's charisma, ingenuity his ability like mm-hmm. they're like making him out to be like he was already at the beginning he was just like a contractor he was just like working hard and you're like cool he's a hard worker but like you're stuck that's good ways to sprinkle in he's good with people he's good at making a deal he's good at being yeah. no bullshit you know like all those little things throughout those interactions like really set up because after that beginning marcus we haven't gotten any joel yeah joel hasn't done anything yeah really but why am i still on his side i like him still and it's I'm just, like ruined for him still. I feel like Pedro Pascal, his casting too, is is carrying a lot of that weight because Joel hasn't yeah. really done a lot. Ellie hasn't really done a lot. It feels like you're speed running a little bit because there there's a couple a of bit. hours of video game play before we get to the part where Tess dies. So yeah. you're like, you just speed ran that part. You're not getting to see them bonding as much. Yeah. And then third episode happens. And now it seems like fourth episode going forward. We're going to get like, okay, it's the Joel and Ellie show and they're going to bond and they're going to we're going to start. Maybe or maybe they're going to keep doing weird shit and we don't ever get that. And and then we'll probably complain about how much the show sucks. But it's true. It's just crazy to me because the 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 game is them, their relationship, their dynamic and the two of them. Us falling in love with the two of them. The game does not work if you do not fall in love with Joel and Ellie. That's so that's important casting. Yeah. And I'm fall i am just giving another kudo to the show because i'm i'm falling for these people i like ellie i like mm-hmm. joel it's just they haven't done anything yet yeah so i'm not sure why yeah i don't know if it's because i like bella ramsey and pedro pascal because i play the games already i'm not sure i'm giving like, yeah i feel like you're giving them a lot of like i am room to grow because you know what the content is going to be and where the ending maybe. place is maybe yeah yeah what I do you think like- of bella ramsey Oh, so finish your point first. Sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I feel like we got really lucky with this adaptation, uh, uh, but we don't always get lucky with adaptations of video games. So maybe we should test your knowledge. No, no, no let's talk about Bella Ramsey. So Bella Ramsey, <laughs> she, uh, she, <laughs> roll the clip. Now try this trivia. Now try this trivia. Now trivia. Now trivia. Now trivia this. Okay, Nick, here we are. We're playing a quick game. Five questions. Okay, we pulled some reviews of video game adaptations. I'm going to read the review. You're going to tell me if you can guess what game the review is for and then guess the Rotten Tomato the, score. The game or the movie? Yeah. It, well, it's yes. movie adaptations of the game, so yeah, it yeah. should be the same title. <laughs> They're not always. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. I can't think of a single one that's not it's at least the similar Tomb Raider video games and it's Tomb Raider oh my on God. the movie. <laughs> I'm not going to be that specific. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Are you ready? I'm so re- I'm I think I'm going to crush this. I know my ad- video game adaptations, I think. Oh, these are IMDb. Oh, I'll tell you whether it's what the where it's from. So you can rate it out of 10 or out of 100. Okay. 10 is IMDb, 100 yep. is Rotten Tomatoes. So okay. this one's IMDb. Can popcorn movies be less ambitious? The latest attempt to fit an acclaimed franchise with 42 hours of content and story into just two? Make your own judgment from that. 
The plot seems to have been invented while the filming process of the film was being executed, which would not surprise me at this point if it were true. While clinging to the media mediocrity of the actor's work the same ones who clearly did not want to be part of the film in the first place that's it yeah four out of ten that could have been i mean i, oh, I, I told to you score. score sorry okay four out of ten i get a point marcus that review could be every single video game adaptation there's there is nothing to say that could have been Marcus, that could have been Doom. That could have been Sonic the Hedgehog. That could have been Assassin's Creed. That could have been Resident Evil. That could have been anything. God. Oh, also, the rating is from the review, so that's fine. You still have to get this to Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Oh, my God, That Marcus. could have been anything. 42 hours of content. Okay, 42 hours of content. It's just two. And it's another. So it's not one of the early, early, early ones, which yes. makes me feel like it's not Doom. It's not Resident Evil. Okay. Because of that, I'm going to guess Assassin's Creed. That's a very good guess. That's a very good guess. Because it's right? It's wrong. Nick, Damn the it. answer was Uncharted. And oh, can you guess? That's so... Can I be honest? Uh-huh. You were close to guessing that one? No, I kind of like that movie. I kind of like it. <laughs> can you guess the Rotten Tomato score? Did you watch it? I did. I did not like it. Did like you? any of it? It was fine. It was fine. It was okay. It was fine. I think this rating is appropriate for it. Nick, what do you think the rating is? 61%. It is not 61%. It is 41%. I think that's appropriate <laughs> for the film. <laughs> that's not fair. It's not a four out of 10. It that's was a, a six out, out of 10. 10. It was a six and a half. Uh, it's a four out of 10. It was, it was okay. Tom Holland was good. Mark Wahlberg was Mark Wahlberg. Mark, I Tom like Mark Holland's Wahlberg. always good, though. That's not, that doesn't give right. me so nah. I, don't, I don't know. I just, I felt so bad because like I, I didn't hate almost anything Tom Holland was doing. Mm -hmm. I really didn't. Mm -hmm. Everything around him was the movie awful. was bad. The movie was bad. Like, also, the, like Sully. the puzzles were bad, and like the what? puzzles were stupid. And Sully, man, oh, you Darren, play we said the same thing. You play Uncharted. You yeah. fall in love with this older guy who's like, but and Mark Wahlberg wasn't Sully. Mark Wahlberg was being Mark Wahlberg, and it was like, well, I don't I want Mark it. Wahlberg. I want Sully. I was okay. Act. Be Sully. Anyway. Uh, are you I, ready just for this like one? the way that movie came out oh, hold on i'm still my high horse by uncharted <laughs> the way that movie came out where it was like almost a mark Wahlberg movie but then it took so long that then they gave it they cast tom holland almost tom more holland. like flashbacks but then yeah. they were like let's just give it to tom yeah. holland i don't know i just i just want he, i want the best for little I'm, tom tom i literally was watching the last of us and i turned yeah. to darren and i said man you know what would make a reach tv show uncharted i forgot that they made an uncharted movie uh, i forgot uh, and i was like oh man this might like pave the way for uncharted uncharted happened already oh my god okay Get, take out tom holland reboot it <laughs> as a tv show it's true they could do that easy yeah okay here's my question one more question and then oh I'm, my then I'm god done. one yes. more question then i'm done tom holland is one of the biggest action stars right now i think He's very sure. known. Everyone, a lot of people know him. A lot of people are like appreciate him as his acting. I lo I love him. I think he's great. Uh -huh. How much longer can he go the way he's going without getting any taller? Because he can't play. He but he's he's charismatic and youthful. So when he uses but, he loses his youth. That's when he can't do it anymore. Right. So what happens when he's thirty four? Well, look at Ryan Reynolds. Ryan he's Reynolds, tall. Sure, but he's charismatic. Also, no. Hollywood is full of short people. Tom Cruise. Thank you. Tom Cruise is the shortest man alive. He's like but three feet tall. But Tom Holland is lanky. Tom Cruise, like, 
No, Tom Cruise is a fucking, little. he's a tiny man. No, but also Tom Cruise is like, is so egocentrical. They got a lot of Apple boxes in a lot of his movies, Marcus. Yes. They don't yes. cast people. They don't. Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise because they refuse to cast someone taller imagine, than Tom Cruise. Imagine, Tom Holland uh-uh. had to act opposite uh-uh. Zendaya. You're coming from a point of toxic masculinity. Tom <laughs> Holland can easily act with taller women around him. Okay. Wow. It's the Short King <laughs> era, baby. There, that is very funny. It is the era of Short Kings. Okay, all right. What's your next question? I'm a tall I'm guy, so I can't. You're I can't an action relate. star forever. I could yeah. be an action star anytime I want. Okay, Just throw what's the me next in one? one. Next one. Prepare for trouble. Ten out of ten. Okay, now be honest. How many of you? How many of you who rated this movie a one actually saw it? Probably none. It might be a little sappy with its message, but it's a lot of fun to watch. Anyway, the best part of the movie is the final showdown between dot, dot, dot. Not because of the battle, but because of the dialogue. Why do you run? Are you afraid to learn who is supreme? 10 out of 10. Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog. You said run. You said battle. You said silly. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the title it, of the review? Oh, oh! I thought you were. I thought you were saying ten out of ten and a title to your joke. I thought. <laughs> I thought you were giving a tagline re- to your joke. No, no, ten out of ten was the review. Oh, ten out of ten. What? What was, what was the, title the title of the review? of the review? I thought it was a joke. I wasn't. Uh, what was it? It was prepare for trouble. Oh, is this Detective Pikachu? Is that your guess, or is it is your guess Sonic the Hedgehog? I swear to God, if it's Sonic and you made me go back by <laughs> saying that, I'm gonna be pissed. But it was it's Detective Pikachu. <laughs> It's Pokemon the first movie, Nick. How dare you? How dare you? Wait, what is it? The best part of the movie is the final showdown. Detective Pikachu didn't have a final showdown. I mean, it did. It, there was a Mewtwo showdown. It was shit, though. Wait, that's not a, the animated movie? Yeah. That's a, I thought it's we, a, That's not... If we're, it's a movie. Hold on. If it's we're a movie doing animation, of an that, animation. Changes the, that changes the entire game. There are lots of good adaptations that are animated. It's a look good. The Pokemon subjective. movies are good. You talking are about Mewtwo good? Strikes Back? Are you good? The Pokemon the first movie. Nick, what is the what is the Rotten Tomatoes score of Pokemon the first movie? This is just video game movies. This is this is a movie of a video game. It is a video game movie. <laughs> what score did it get? It's a continuation of the anime. It's not an is it canon in the, the anime. Game. No, it's not. It's a video game movie. It is canon in the anime. And that's a video game anime. It's a video game adaptation. They are both video game adaptations. This is a video game adaptation. Put it in the comments. Tell Marcus he's wrong. <laughs> Put it in the comments. This is a travesty. Bullshit. I stand by it. I stand by it. Clearly, this was live action re adaptations. That that was obviously the inference. These are video game adaptations. You inference. Live action. 92%. Wait. The Pokemon, the first movie has 16%. The one with Mewtwo. Mewtwo Strikes Back. No, not Mewtwo Strikes Back. Mewtwo Strikes Back is not the name of the first movie. Isn't it? Yeah, it is. Mewtwo Strikes Back is the sequel when he comes back, right? No, I just just watched... uh, It was released originally. Oh, it changed its name to Pokemon the first movie after. But when it first came out, it was Mewtwo Strikes Back. And the reason was... I actually just watched a video about this like yesterday. The reason was is because originally they were going to seed Mewtwo in the anime. 
and start a conflict. And then it was going to be him striking back against Ash in the movie. But when the Porygon episode happened and gave all the kids seizures, the the anime went on hiatus for four months. So then they couldn't put the Mewtwo in there. So then they just kind of changed it so that he was striking back against the scientist. Got it. Okay. Well, Nick, I'm sorry. 16%. You knew which one I was talking about, and it was 16% on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm just failing. I Honestly, it has 92% in my heart. In my heart. I was shocked when I saw U2 that. U2 Strikes Back has 12%. That's a good movie. 16%. That's a good movie. Yeah, it's a very, very good movie. It's just a good I mean, movie. Where else are you going to have Pikachu's Vacation, bro? I know. I know. Vacation. Oh, is that where you saw Dunfan? Vacation. Oh, yeah. First appearance oh, of Dunfan. I was, I was so shook when I saw Dunfan. I was Come like, that's on. the best one. What is that? You got ancient Mew when you go into the movies. Mm-hmm. Okay. I had it. This it was next stolen. review, three oh out of God. ten. I'm not sure what I was expecting. Going into a film that was adapted from a video game, but I can't help but be disappointed by this half-assed horror comedy. If you watch yeah. sitcoms, the cast might draw you in. However... The whole story is lacking complexity, any dedication to special effects, and the mystery is way too obvious. I almost said Scooby-Doo and then had to remind myself that wasn't a video game. <laughs> <laughs> horror comedy? What horror? Co- oh, I'm trying to parcel out in my head if Doom was supposed to be a comedy or if it was just funny. I don't think it was supposed <laughs> to be a comedy. I'll no, give you that. I'll give you that. I guess that's not my. It was that was a funny movie though. I didn't watch it, but it sounds funny. It was funny. Uh, it was so ridiculous. Horror comedy. It was. I was. I'll give you a hint. It was. It's a newer movie. Horror comedy. Oh, Five Nights at Freddy's. That hasn't come out yet. I didn't think so. I like the director. You like the director, Ryan Johnson. <laughs> Jordan Jordan Peele. <laughs> Steven Spielberg. You very much admired the director. The you invited them on the podcast. I've invited. Listen, I've invited a lot of people <laughs> on the podcast. Edgar Wright, Scott Pilgrim. No, that's not horror. What horror? You DM'd the director and said, "Hey, you should come on the podcast." And he's like, "Oh, sounds cool, but I'm busy." Werewolves Within. Yeah, Werewolves, Werewolves Within. Within. You that got is a it. horror comedy. Wow, you got it. Can I be honest? Still haven't watched that movie. Guess the Ryan Tomatoes. No, for lack of want, I just uh, Lexi I saw, it was pretty movies. good. I mean, I want to watch it. The the IMDb that movie was no, really Ryan liked. In, so Ryan Tomatoes really liked in indie circles, but I'm sure most people didn't get it. So I'm gonna guess 74, 86 percent. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, Sam Richardson carried that movie on his back. That's the main guy. Mm-hmm. I love Sam I like Richardson. It's great. I like him. I like him. Okay. All right. Well, I stink. There's this game. I was so confident going in. You were confident. I was confident. so confident. Freaking Pokemon okay. the first movie. Never played I'm taking the that game. point. It was called Music Strikes Back. What? Either one. Whatever. You got it. It's the same one. No, you I got didn't. The point I guess, oh, no, it. I didn't. Remember? I guess oh. Detective Pikachu. Oh, you got it. That's why. That's why. Okay. Never I'm played the game. history. Never played the game, but this film is fun. Seven out of ten. Great visuals, fast pace, amazing fight scenes, and Mila Jovovich equals fun. No plot or anything like that, of course, but a great ride overall if you are looking for a Monster Bunch flick to watch. Hold on. You wouldn't put Milo Jovovich in a review without trying to throw me off. Nick, she's in like 52 different... (laughs) 
She's in a lot of anime adaptations and comic book. I can't see two different video game movies. I can only think of one. Oh, okay. But I know it's not that one because then you wouldn't have put Mola Jovovich in the thing. So what else is she? Ultraviolet's a comic book. Hellboy is a comic book. She was in Hellboy? Element was original. She was the main witch lady. The fire lady? The newest one. No. Who? In the newest one, the main witch oh, lady. Oh, the new one. The villain. Yes. Yeah, she was the Yeah, she was the villain. Great. Shit, what was it called? Bloodstone? No. Uh, you know what I'm trying to say. I'm close, right? It's like it's it uh Barb Bear Bay not Bayonetta, but I would watch Blood... Well, she should not be Bayonetta. Please don't cast her in Bayonetta. Uh, okay, Resident Evil is my guess. Resident Evil is my guess. Resident Evil is a good guess, Nick, but it's not Resident Damn Evil. It. it is Monster Hunter. They made a Monster Hunter movie? They made a Monster Hunter movie in 2020. Really? Uh-huh. Dragons. They did. Is it I it. Oh, is Mila Jovovich the isekai? Yeah. Is it good? No. I mean, well, I haven't cool? watched it, so I can't say. But this person gave it a 7 out of 10. Is it an American film? Yeah. Oh. Is that the guy from... Is that the guy that does flips? <laughs> the guy that does flips. Is that the actor that does flips? Not known for acting, but he does flips. You know what I'm talking about. He's known for his flipping in uh in uh kung fu fight. Yeah, movies. yeah, sure. It's probably the flip guy. Is that him? He's probably flipped a couple times. I'm sure. Shut up. Stop it. You're making me sound awful. You- Tony Yah. Yeah, he's known yeah, for his flips. Uh, yeah, Tony Yah flip. flip. He's the flip guy. She's the flip guy. He's the flip guy. I don't know what you're talking right? about. He's known for doing a lot of flips. Ongbok. He's the Ongbok guy. How many flips in Ongbok? A lot. A lot. Hold on, <laughs> let me check. How many flips in Ongbok? What's the Ongbok flip count? Uh, ten craziest stunts on Ong. Two regular front flips that keep his like. The, the his 10 craziest those are all flips yeah okay got it well we'll start a website guys get flipped and it'll no, count look, all the flips not, in all on, the no, movies no, 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 ever no, no, made no. fuck you no we'll, no, we'll start no, no, no. look at this read this look at it look at that article they're all flips okay yeah 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 uh-huh and one of them is a flaming knee anyway all right fine we'll give me not a flip one. oh um ryan tomato uh eight percent 44 percent oh okay okay Tremendously and astonishingly boring. Three out of ten. Yet another addition to the long list of wacky video game adaptations. In short, almost 20 minutes of English plus shabby script plus dust sequences. I don't know what you call it. Plus ripped off action sequences of Prince of Persia and confusing direction and boring performances equals this movie. It's a long math equation. It was literally vague and shallow. Total waste of my time. On my personal scale, I'd give it a 3.1 out of 10 score. On the usual A plus to F scale, uh, it gets a sort of E plus, 3 out of 10. 3 out of 10, but they said they would give it a 3.1. I hate people who are trying to be clever in their reviews. Did you see Prince of Persia? No. I saw it in theaters twice. (laughs) on purpose no i saw it because i was excited about it because i was a fan of the games it was bad but then i think my girlfriend at the time i needed we needed to do something with her sister and that's what she wanted to do or something but um it wasn't great it wasn't great jake gyllenhaal yeah uh not persian not persian not, to, not, not but, persian. He, but he could be the prince of the persians apparently 
uh, this is because of the Prince of Persia line. It has to be Assassin's Creed. And that movie was really fucking boring. So God, gosh, guys, please join our Patreon. <laughs> we're not going to get more. We're going to get all we our... have the more cursing we can do. That's true. That's yeah. true. If you we donate, make a goal. if we get 50 patrons, then we just curse. Non-stop. Yeah. Per episode, if you donate, we can curse per dollar. It's <laughs> <Use> one curse. <laughs> you know what? It's weird that they haven't turned Bioshock into a movie yet. I know that they're working on it. It's one of those ones that's they're always been working, working on, on forever. Metal Gear Solid's the same thing. Oscar Isaac's yeah. supposed to be Solid Snake, but uh. that makes a lot of sense, honestly. Yeah. But he might be like too old by the time it gets made and they'll have to cast Tom Holland. But Assassin's, Assassin's Creed is my guess. And Assassin's Creed is correct. Nice. Can you guess the Rotten Tomato score of Assassin's Creed? She's got to get within Assassin's 10. Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed. Did you see that movie? No. I went to theaters. I love the games. Uh, it was very bad. That's how they get yeah. you. That's how they get very you. Bad. They don't they do they don't need you to like the movie. They need you to go see it. 26%. That is very good. And within 10, Nick, it was 19% wow, that's Rotten so Tomatoes. Bad. 19%. Uh, well, let's see if you can do some of them. Guess the Detective Pikachu rating. 76%. Oh, 69%. You're really close. Guess the Tomb Raider rating. The new one or Angelina Jolie? The new one. Yeah, the new one. The new one, I think it has a 67%. 52. Damn it. What about Rampage? That has a... I feel like... I can't, I can't remember if people liked it or not. I'm going to say... That has a 38%. Damn. 51%. Damn. Can you guess Fa- Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within? Oh. I like that movie at the time. That probably has like a, a, a 45%. Shut up. Did you see the reflection of my no. glasses? That's literally exactly right. Yeah, How did you get that? I'm a god. Holy crap. And last Let's one, go. Prince of Persia. Prince of Persia, uh, 12%. 37 Damn. Whoa. <laughs> somebody liked that movie uh, someone did not care he was not Persian <laughs> Marcus good game I really I was so confident uh, but I hope you guys did better at home than I did back to the last of us before I was interrupted to lose a game oh yeah we had to talk about the third episode and also well just to mention Bella Ramsey what do you think of Bella Ramsey I think sometimes she legitimately sounds like Ellie from the games and it like, like it's like baffling to me. I think that she's doing a great job as a, an annoying kid who eventually I'm going to love. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I totally agree. Totally, totally agree. I can tell there's a sharpness there underneath that I'm excited to get to. And she's doing that. Yeah. And I, I mean, single handedly, she has that actress has made me care about House Mormon. Yeah. You know? Yes, single-handedly, she's she was one of the best parts of that season. I loved her so much, so I'm really excited to see what she does as the show progresses. Mm-hmm. No, but Marcus, agree. Third episode changed. Oh, changed the game. About, changed the game. Third episode everything. was it was everything I want out of an adaptation. It was beautiful. I cried so hard. I cried multiple different sections. <laughs> I cried when they met. I cried when the one guy got shot. I cried. At the last meal, I cried a lot mm-hmm. at this episode, mm-hmm. but principally it is just about Joel mentions in passing Bill or Frank or both of them. And that's what the next place that they got to go. And then cut to 20 years ago, you see Nick Offerman and right away I'm into it. Like it's filmed so good. It's yeah. done so well. It's just Nick Offerman being a doomsday prepper. Mm-hmm. And he is just 
Everyone has left town, so he's like, okay. And he's just going to store <laughs> to store, going to the national, uh, the natural gas uh, yeah. plant and breaking it open, stealing the gas. He's just, he just like knows exactly what he's mm-hmm. doing. And it's really fun to watch. It is fun to watch. I feel like it's Nick Offerman too. So you kind of, you have yes. this like preconceived notion about him where you're mm-hmm. like, okay, this guy, you see a guy in a basement, doomsday prepper with a bunch of guns. You're like, okay, this is like an alt-right guy. But then it's Nick Offerman. So you're like, okay, so it's like maybe under, he is like I like the Nick epitome of what I want out of a doomsday prepper. Yes, yes. I feel like they I, don't trust the government. They mm-hmm. think JFK was assassinated by the FBI. They think, you know, they might even disagree with some vaccine stuff, but like yeah. they got a lot of heart. I don't and, think many actors could have pulled off being likable and a doomsday prepper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nick Offerman, he's so good. Yeah. He's so One good. of those things that was suffer as in believability. It's like, okay, well, yeah. he's not that likable. Or, okay, well, like, he's not really a doomsday prepper, you know? I was worried when I saw him because I was like, I feel like he's going to be distracting. He's such a good actor. I love him so much. I was like, but let me watch. And as I was watching, I was instantly, like, on his side, on Bill's side about, yes, just living his life, hanging out, setting traps. It was fun. Yeah. Like, how do you make post-apocalyptic, like, stuff it felt like that one uh, movie with Brandon Fazier when they when they were when they were doomsday preppers with Christopher Walken was yes. dad. It was yes. like fun doomsday prepping, and I was like, yeah. "This is so nice." Yeah. No, and then Frank I, shows up. It made me sympathetic. I was like, "Man, I could I could see myself doomsday prepping. I could see." Honestly, you know, you I'm know. like, "Why don't I have stuff know. in a basement?" Yeah. Why, why, why don't I? Why is my baseball f- basement full of like uh, gasoline and and vegetables? I can have a couple chickens. Yeah. Yeah. It and then Frank handy. shows up. And then, and then Frank, Frank shows up. up. Uh, so this guy has doomsday prepped. He's prepared his whole thing. And Bill is a character from the com- from the comics, from the uh, game. He's someone that they meet and they kind of are around with for a little bit. I think he dies uh, eventually. Sure. Um, he's just a random NPC that helps him get from A to B because I don't remember. I mean, he's like an important NPC because there's not that many. There's Tess and then she dies and then there's Bill and he dies and then there's Joel's brother. There was also one dude with like a son. It was important. Yes, that yes, that's that a, is yes, yes, yes. That's we, the only we'll, other one I remember. We'll see them also. I'm sure, for sure. but but okay. that that that's another person that they run to. But they run into several people throughout their journey, and then they kind of like yeah. grow stronger through their interactions with other people as well. And also spices up the gameplay, so you're not just watching the same two people talk the whole yeah. time. Um, so Bill's one of those people, and I, I did not expect this that the, you get this whole background story with Bill and then you don't even see Bill continue in the TV show. 85, 90% of this episode was just Bill and then mm-hmm. also Frank. And I was floored. Yeah. Right away, it was a delight. But they did this in the first episode. They cut to somebody and then they cut back. And I was like, great, we're going to see them. And then they, we just didn't leave him. We just didn't leave him. Yeah. And I appreciated it so much that they took their time telling this they did not need to spend 80 90 percent of the episode doing this they didn't no they probably shouldn't have if you read any books on screenwriting or making television shows oh you know what though another time i can think of that they did something similar that really really worked do you remember master of none yes there was one episode because that was aziz and Zari's show he was in every episode but then there was one episode they do this a lot in shows now I can't remember another time that it was successfully done that I really liked it. Mythic Quest. Besides Mr. Has done it. Mythic like, Quest? Mythic Quest. Yeah, TV show it's... created by on Apple TV, which, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm just glad you're one of the 16 people watching it. Well, it's got, it's on its 
it's getting a third season it's people watch it apple apple has screw you money they can do whatever they want yeah, exactly yeah, yeah yeah but the they have on both seasons they have an episode that's a departure from what they normally do you're not following the main characters in the typical oh, scrubs fashion does it sometimes yeah yeah it's been done it. before but sure 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 not always done different. well all three seasons felt different on it it's felt very different mm-hmm. it's felt very different because it like i don't know why i felt it why did it feel so different this felt me. different in the same way that the mythic quest episode that is my favorite episode it's one of my favorite episodes of tv ever i feel like it it was different in that way where it was like okay we're going to take a break but it is going to lend itself to the overall themes it doesn't feel completely apart from the show entirely of the episode and you're going to see the main characters kind of weaved in and out of it and they just told a good story i think that there's something beautiful and simple about taking characters and just saying okay what story can we tell with them let's extrapolate from this one interaction this one little line that we got in the game and and let's grow from there and it worked really well i think also the show is kind of again coming out at the right time post 10 seasons of walking dead if this same thing happened in walking dead when frank shows up and he's in that trap and bill lets him out and trusts him in his home and gives him a meal and lets him have a warm bath we are conditioned to think that something was going to happen. And maybe you disagree with me, but that whole time I was sitting there, I was waiting. I was looking for something wrong. I was looking for the question that wasn't answered correctly. I was looking for the quick draw of the gun. Mm -hmm. I was looking for someone to let their guard down. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't until not when Frank played the piano, but when Nick Offerman, when Bill played Mm -hmm. the piano that I was like, Oh, this is different. Yeah. You know, because oh, no. when I knew they were gonna bone down. Well, I I thought that, but I was I also been conditioned, so mm-hmm. I've been I was waiting. I was like, ah, see, someone's gonna do something. Someone here is evil. Bill actually eats people. Frank mm-hmm. has a whole squad of people outside yeah. ready to invade. Like uh, that's what I'm conditioned to think, and yet. Yeah. When Frank sat down to play the piano, he's lingering a little too long. It's that barbarian thing. I'm like, what's going to happen? But when the show takes the time to have Bill say, that's not how you do it, and do it himself. Yeah. And have Nick Offerman. This is the first moment I cried. When Nick Offerman sang a gut-wrenching love song in the apocalypse about not having someone, Mm -hmm. and the only reason Bill is alive it's because he left, he put everyone at a distance. And yes, that let him survive. But at like what cost? Yeah. And that's a whole thing for the whole show. Like, what's the point of living if you don't have people to live? Like, like that's Joel's whole shtick. Like, he's been living for 20 years. But the whole, like, the thing you grow to learn by the end of the show is he hasn't been living for 20 years. Like, mm-hmm. right? He's been dead. Yeah. And like him finding a reason to live again is like the point of it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you you beautifully summarized exactly what that was about and the importance of the episode. Oh. And it was just so goddamn cute, Marcus. That oh God, it was cute. You know, seeing seeing uh, Nick Offerman, who's always this buff, burly, sort of like manly man character. I make things out of wood. Yeah, and his real life personality is kind of like that. Seeing him be so vulnerable, you know, when like they're about to have sex. I almost said make love because that's how tender it was. 
but they were about to make love in the bed and he's like yeah. shy and sheepish and a lot oh. of times he's like hunched over and you can see he's uncomfortable with himself oh. with frank so being good. around oh god it's so I, good i i i'm i don't rewatch a lot of things for, for acting mm-hmm. right because i see it i get it i have to find my own things in acting but as i was watching bill the thing nick offerman was doing with his body with his movement with Mm -hmm. his walk his cadence of speech like it was so it was the best i've ever seen nick offerman i've always loved him i thought it was great in like the el royale movie with chris hemsworth i've Mm. seen obviously parks and rec has been good in that movie he was in the founder with michael keaton as one of the original mcdonald's guys like i've seen him around a lot but he took my breath away Mm -hmm. with how much he was bill yeah in this thing and it was all in those little moments of like shine not knowing how to shy away from frank and not wanting to but not knowing how to do it and like the little moments when when frank surprised him with strawberries and nick offerman ate one and giggled like a little girl mm-hmm. it was so genuine and like it could have been silly but it wasn't it was heart bursting you know yeah. and when when it, when bill has something to fight for right he has that line later about i wasn't scared before but now i'm scared you know yeah it's relatable yeah, that that line got me. I feel like so many moments of this this episode just got me where I was like, oh, yeah. my heart. It is painful to care about another person. It is hard to let yeah. people in. And this person shut out the world and they're finally found someone to let yeah. in and they're changing oh, their world cry. and they're opening it up. And that's scary too. And then the show has the balls. It has the balls to not just do all that. Cause Marcus, they could have done that and then cut to the present and we would have loved it. We yeah. would have been gushing about it. We yeah, still yeah. would have been raving about it, but instead of doing that, then they cut only a couple more years where f- three years later, where Frank, wants to paint the fence so they can maybe make a friend and they're having like a couple's dispute on their front lawn about yeah. painting the fence yeah. and about how he wants to fix up fix up the boutique and yeah. Bill's like what and it's like so genuine and honest and real oh yeah no i love that and then also the fact that like you know they they have the dinner with joel it's tense it's awkward oh, so but it's good. kind of funny yeah it is and then you also get the sense that like you know, Joel is there and Joel respects him. And Joel is like, sees a little bit they of get himself in Bill and they get each other. Yeah. And he warns yeah. him about Raiders. And I was like, oh, this is how Frank dies. Like this whole time, I'm like, Frank dies, but Nick Offerman lives. I Still. thought Bill dies because maybe I wasn't listening, but I only remember Joel saying, we need to go see Frank. Maybe he said Frank and Bill. He Did said he say Frank, Frank and Bill? Bill? Yes. I only remember Frank. So the whole time I thought Bill was dying. Got it, got it, got it. So, which honestly painted it even cooler for me. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I would just miss her. But I knew Bill's but, in the game. I knew Nick Offerman's Bill. The show pulled the rug from under us too a little bit because all the casting stuff with Bill as, and Nick Offerman as Bill has shown him young. It was young Bill, young Bill, young Bill. And you're like, okay, cool. It's just like, oh, it's going to be, I mean, not young, but you know what I mean? It's just Nick Offerman as he is now. Yes, exactly. So that's all we saw. And then all of a sudden we get this and it's like, oh, he's getting older. Oh, he's older than all the promotional material I'm seeing. And then this is weird. Yeah, he was just in this episode. It's fucking beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then 
And then when the Raider moment happens, I was sure Bill was dying. So I cried again. I was sure it it was. And I would have been happy again. The show could have stopped there and cut to meeting Frank later. But no, the show is like, no, no, no. We're telling you their whole story cut to just a, a like cut to present day almost like a couple months off from where we're at with Joel and Ellie and fucking Frank's dying of cancer mm-hmm. and can't paint anymore and has to be wheeled around. And Nick Offerman, Bill is old and he's trying to like take care of him. And, oh, and, and then when Frank tells him, I'm going to cry thinking about it. When Frank <laughs> tells him, tells them that this is going to be, this is going to be my last day and tells him what he wants from the day and says, I'm going to go, we're going to go to the boutique <laughs> And you're going to wear what I tell you to. And we're going to get married. And I'm going to have one last glass of wine. And you're going to put the pills in. Oh, yeah. It it was so beautiful. Mm -hmm. I was, I'm crying now. I was a wreck. Yeah. That whole last day. Yeah. No, it was beautiful to watch them. To watch the silence, you didn't really hear what they were saying. You're just watching them go through the day. You saw him give the list of what they were doing for the day and then the conversation at the end. And like even like watching it, you knew, you know, I feel like watching that the second he starts to pour that bottle. I'm like, oh, he's killing himself, too. Yeah, Uh, I knew he was going to kill himself. I didn't know how, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. But of course, of course, like. Your partner yeah, is suffering and, and they, they're going and you're old. And it's like, what, what am I going to do? I'm going to survive, be alone again. I don't want to be alone again. Oh, I'm man. So sad. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, Darren, I'm also really glad that I started that episode on the train in the last like 30 or so minutes. Uh-huh. I got to watch at home. I'm very glad. <laughs> like okay. 40 Were you just like crying uh, like while watching at home? And Lexi was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> yes she like wasn't it was so weird because she wasn't paying attention for a second because uh-huh. i was crying but then i had a big like <laughs> moment and she's like are you crying and she looked over and i'm just like <laughs> yes, i'm crying <laughs> it was so bad oh man i was crying i'm still sniveling i was though. tearing I was up crying. that whole episode but that and yeah, oh i'm i was done Got the writing, me. the filming, Nick Offerman and Murray Barlett. I just looked at his name. They were pitch perfect. Yeah. I mean, they showed a vulnerability uh, that is hard to convey. Like yeah. Frank and and their level of intimacy with one another. It felt like you were getting to see private moments of a real couple. And it felt raw, you know, and yeah. beautiful. And, and I, I just I was so impressed. Yeah. And it just like this show there's a lot of people that aren't going to watch last of us and i can't blame them because Mm -hmm. i get not wanting to watch another pocus apocalyptic show another dour show another show when civilization's over and it's bleak and the whole show is just bleak 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 yeah but the show took this is why the show might have a chance to be amazing because the show realizes that and remembers to teach us that the reason we're looking at the end of humanity is to remind us what humanity is and this episode tells you in no uncertain terms without any cynicism or irony this is why we live this is why we do this thing yeah and kudos to the show man just kudos to the show yeah not a lot of shows do it no it, it was it was 
beautiful. And I think that it's so funny what, like comparing this to other shows because it feels like I don't know what it is about this show. And maybe it's because they have a game and the game has all the merch or whatever, but it doesn't feel like they're trying to sell something to us. I feel like with The Walking Dead, mm. characters were kept alive because, oh, they're fan favorites. We have to keep them. Oh, yeah. we need to sell more toys. So we're going to keep more characters live longer and they we hired no... this really famous this actor who's getting more and more famous exactly so we and yeah. it's like why they were keeping people around for the sake of pe- keeping people around and this show literally did the opposite you had a character that was alive and you were just like no let's tell a fucking great story and he's gonna have to die at the end of it i would i i'm so excited now that i'm caught up with this show because I really want to hear them talk about this episode. Talk. I want to read articles. I want yeah, to yeah. hear the the Neil Druckmann talk about how they got here. Because this was just, it was surreal. It was mm-hmm. surreal that I was watching what I was watching. It felt so real. Like so many of these shows, so many shows nowadays. I, I feel like I, I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty good suspension of disbeliever, right? Like I suspend pretty good, but mm-hmm. like. Now for the show, I feel like I don't need to right now. Right now, I'm so in the world. I'm so in like the happenstance of what's happening. And then the culmination of then we're back to Joel and Ellie and they arrive at the house. And like, again, most shows, most shows would have Joel upset. Get in the room. Do this, do that. The show let itself be so quiet in real because this is how someone joel wouldn't cry or burst in he would react the way he is ellie would be uncomfortable and not know what to say in that moment at that same moment like it was so real and honest about how it happened and like the redder the letter from bill i was just like yeah that's bill that's exactly what bill would say yeah you know and it's still trying to be a little funny and as bill mm-hmm. says you know i wasn't your friend <laughs> but i respected you you know, yeah. It was just... Or when he put the he 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 he, and it kind of sounded like Nick Hoffman Hoff- <laughs> yeah, yeah. laughing a little bit. Yeah, it was very funny. It was and and like it made it so real and honest. You know? Yeah, I think that's that's also when you are true to like characters, when you're true to story development. I feel like stuff like this comes out and it is accepted widely by fans too right yeah. i feel like yeah. being beholden to what fans expectations are is a difficult thing when making an adaptation but this episode is one of the most beloved episodes i've seen recently of any adaptation and it's completely different than what happened in the game and that's yeah. okay to do and and I'm, lends I'm itself to the spirit of the game right yeah like the spirit of the game is this yeah. Finding humanity in nothing, right? Exactly, yeah. The last of us, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So beautiful. I have nothing left to say. So beautiful. <laughs> so beautiful. I'm glad you watched it. I'm sorry that you had to watch it all in one day uh, on the train. I'm not at all. I'm no sorry you didn't get to watch The Giver. I mean, you really, like, what? I have no what regrets could compare, about my day. I have no right? regrets uh, about my You would have had a toss-up. What would have been better, The Giver or The Last of Us? No regrets about my day. <laughs> none, none at all. Good, good, good. I'm glad. Okay, Nick, you ready? Yep. Next week, we have our Patreon Fa- patreon fan challenge episode marcus we have patreon fan challenges what's that oh my god nick on patreon.com slash now try this cast you can join and influence the challenges okay we got plenty of new 
comers all the time, but we need you to come onto the website and vote on what you want us to do. A $5 tier, we got two tiers. Happy to accept everyone to any tier, but the $5 tier, you can submit challenges and every month we gather those challenges together, create a poll on the Patreon website and you can vote. $5 tier can vote and anyone at the $1 tier can vote. That's right. Mm -hmm. And and next week is our Patreon fan challenge and it is March comes like a lion. We have to watch the first 11 episodes, I think. We have to. Too. I mean, that lot. is what we were that's what we were told. I think he said it's lot. OK if we could only make it to seven or nine or something. But eleven was that's that's two hundred and forty two minutes. That's not that many. It's four hours. It's four hours. That was almost as much. That was almost as much last yesterday. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, we got a week. I guess it's not that got bad. Plenty. Got, hey, look, you watch yeah, this time. I got this. a week. Get a week this time. Get a week. This not time. half a day. All right. Fine. <laughs> fine. Uh, this comes from old man Ram, and he's been good to us. So we will do mm-hmm. the eleven episodes. He says mm-hmm. we have to. I guess <laughs> I'm not happy. About I'm it, sure though. it'll be good. It looks like a I'm sure it's gonna jerker. be great. We'll this is gonna happens. be. That's just a lot of hours. All right. Next week, March comes in like a lion. Yeah, and if you are bad about that, head over to our Patreon. And <laughs> the reason we're doing it is because you didn't vote. You didn't that's submit true. it. You didn't, it was tight. You it was didn't a tight race. Something. It could have been a lot of other things. Yeah, but it wasn't because you're not a Patreon. Remember? A Sandra Bullock rom-com almost won, and I'm kind of almost a little disappointed it didn't. I'm happy it didn't win. We haven't done a lot of Sandra Bullock on the show, and she's fair quintessential. But I to watched that movie rom-coms. recently, and I did not want to watch it again that soon. It was so good. Mm-mm. It was fine. Marcus, ask me some questions. Nick, did you like the Walking, the Last of Us? Ooh, the Walking, slip. the Walking of Freudian Us. Slip. Those I of us who it. can walk. Did you like that show? Yes, I did. Uh, I loved it. I thought it was great. Fantastic. I thought it was too ableist. Nick, would you? It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> so specific. <laughs> would you recommend this show? Yeah, nice. I think this show is. Honestly, even easier to watch than Walking Dead was back in the day. Like Walking Dead, I think, was everyone's like foray into genre TV mm-hmm. and to zombies and a horror TV show. A lot of people freaking loved it. I think the show's easier to watch. I think it's better than that yeah. was, at least at the very beginning. Yeah, that's you true. know, yeah, it's more dynamic. It's filmed better. It, the graphics and everything just I, I think everyone should totally watch the show. Yeah. And will you continue watching The Last of Us? Definitely. Do you know what days it comes out? Because I, I'm going to tell Alexa to or go Sunday catch or up because I am very excited to see what's next. I, I mean, think it's Sunday because I wasn't planning on watching this third episode until like later because I was like, oh, I have all week. Sunday at, at nine. nine. Honestly, I wouldn't be mad if it was a watching live thing like Game of Thrones was for me because because uh, it's been a while since i've had a show like that and uh-huh. i would totally be okay with this being that because this one for this show to take that big of a swing when it doesn't need to it's the last of us people were watching it yeah it's hbo people were going to pay Pedro pascal this had everything it needed to cruise along and this third episode said they are not resting on their laurels yeah and that is so exciting to me yeah I think that's that exactly is right because so many th- so many adaptations just rely on the fans being hungry for content and are they're yeah. just assume they're going to go watch it no matter what they crap out and yeah. this respects the fans and I like that yeah well Marcus 
If people want to watch us live, they can go to twitch.tv slash now try this cast every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We also have been streaming other games, other things, so please check mm-hmm. us out on Twitch. But if you really want to join the community, let us know. We would love to start a Discord and do more things, but we need more of you on at patreon.com slash now try this cast. And if you can't do that, can't give us money, if you don't have Twitch, we totally understand. But wherever you are listening to this, whether it be YouTube, podcast feed, in from your roommate's computer down the hall leave a review rate it leave a comment do something interact with it some way just so we know that you're listening and what you want to hear more of yes that's how i listen to all my podcasts i put a cup to my ear and i put it by the neighbor's front door and i listen to their podcast that's how yep Yep. Yes, and guys, thank you so much for joining us. We love you. Remember to go out there, try some things. Good night. Good night. Hello. And welcome to Now Try This, the podcast where two best friends get together every week to try something new. I'm Marcus, and that's Nick. Hello, I am Nick. I am here. We are podcasting, bro. We need your audio. Hold on. Ah. Uh-oh. Let's see ah. what happened. Oh, I probably know what happened. I do know what happened. <laughs> okay. There it is. Nick's, is that the audio? Uh, yeah, there's the audio. There's, Let's go. Hello. My name is Nick. My audio is back. This is now try this. Challenge each other. What does that mean? That means that feeling deep down in your loins where you don't get to share something you love with someone. Deep, deep down. We made a podcast, so you have to. That's right. We a got podcast. sick of telling, hey, Nick, watch this horror movie. Hey, Marcus, watch try this cartoon. Try this rom com. We got sick of it. So we said, fuck you. Shit. Damn it. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and now we have to restart the whole podcast because Nick cursed within the first uh, how, <laughs> how many seconds. Do it again. Do the intro again. I'm going to ta- redo it. <coughs> redo it. <laughs> redo it. Redo it. No, yeah, please. Do you want me to I'm go out not, again? I'm not, Do you want I'm me to go out? That would be super helpful for my editing. Yes, get out and come back in. Yes, thank you so much. We'll be right back. <laughs> it's so hard. <laughs> <coughs> oh god okay you ready five four yeah. three two one